Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. Welcome back to Ask Us Anything, where popular science answers your most outlandish, mind-burning questions, from what the universe is made of to why not everyone can touch their toes. I'm your host, Claire Maldarelli. And I'm your producer, Jess Bodie. Let's dive into today's question. Yeah, okay, so I've got a classic question that's ripe for debate, and I'm hoping you're going to have a nice, precise answer. I think you will. Um, But the people want to know, how many hours of sleep do you actually need? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. We all live busy lives. Sleep is for losers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I Um, wish I could get more sleep. Same, same, same. Luckily, this question does have a pretty satisfying answer. So I will definitely reveal it. And it all started with one determined researcher, his student, and a very dark cave. We'll get to that in a second. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today, we're looking into how many hours of sleep we actually need in a 24-hour period. Okay, so sleep, when you think about it, is a major time suck. If you multiply the average recommended number of hours of sleep we should have in a night, that's set by the National Sleep Foundation, which is eight hours for a typical adult, by the number of days in an average human lifespan, that's 28,762, considering the U.S. average lifespan is 78.8 years, that would amount to about 9,587.3 days. That is one-third of your life spent unconscious. Yet, nearly every living animal on the planet requires some quality disease. Even some bivalves, like clams, close their shells at night for a period of time. But scientists don't exactly define that as sleep. So, snoozing must be good for something, right? Neuroscientists have found that sleep plays a vital role in the functioning of nearly every organ system in the body, from your kidneys to your skin, and of course your brain. But it can feel impossible to carve out eight plus hours of sleep every single night, So there's a lot of interest in trying to determine if that amount of sleep is really necessary. So for that matter, where did that eight hours a night recommendation actually come from? And that takes us to the sleep cave. The sleep cave! Yes. (laughs) Bring it on. In 1938, a researcher named Nathaniel Kleitman embarked on a month-long research stint, which is considered the first study of how the human circadian rhythm functions in the absence of environmental cues like sunlight. 
Kleitman and one of his students spent 32 days living in Mammoth Cave in Kentucky, which is one of the longest and deepest recesses in the world, and therefore completely devoid of sunlight. So throughout this month, they allowed themselves to fall asleep and wake up as they pleased. And when they analyzed their sleep patterns at the end, they found that they slept on average about eight and a half hours per night. Oh, okay. So that seems spot on with what is being recommended. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But hey, that was just two people. And while the study was considered unprecedented at the time, drawing conclusions from a data set of two is, well, bad. But in the past decade or two, sleep researchers have performed similar studies in air-conditioned labs, not Kentucky caves, of course, with far more participants. An oft-cited 2016 study published in the journal Scientific Reports sought to define the optimum amount of shut-eye for most humans by allowing a group of 53 participants to sleep for up to 16 hours a day, 12 at night, plus a four-hour daytime nap. What a party, man. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) That study found that on average, younger participants, 18 to 32-year-olds, slept about seven and a half hours, and older ones between 60 and 76 years old, not quite nine hours. So oh. even if you're given, yeah, so even if you're given 12 hours to sleep, just freely go ahead, get some shut-eye, you still only get between seven and nine hours of sleep. Yeah, so that totally makes sense. Again, still, that's like encouraging. Yes, exactly. So eight hours is probably about how much we spend asleep if we keep the alarm clock off. But I know you are wondering, can't we get by with less? It turns out for your brain to perform at its best, those eight hours are a must. And we know this from a pair of sleep researchers named David Dingies and Gregory Belenke. They wanted to know how little slumber a person could get away with without having it affect their cognitive performance. I definitely would like to know that as well. Yeah. (laughs) In 2003, the duo performed two studies, each with their own unique people, both involving two-week-long experiments where they deprived participants of varying hours of sleep. First, they worked to get a baseline for each subject's normal cognitive performance. So they allowed the subjects to get their full eight hours of sleep, and then they had them take a series of cognitive tests the next day. This study is sounding worse and worse as I tell it. So these tests (laughs) measured how quickly they'd press a button in response to a noise or flash of light, how well they could interpret a written passage, and the number of times they dozed off during the day for a second or two, which is something that science calls a microsleep. Gosh, this sounds like taking the SATs. Yeah, seriously? (laughs) So Dingy's team then assigned the participants to one of four groups. One group was allowed eight hours of sleep, the next six, then four, and the last group received zero hours of sleep for up to three days straight. Youch. Yeah, that could not have been fun. Like, sometimes I like to get, like, six hours of sleep, but never zero hours of sleep. I'm not an all-nighter type of person. No, me neither. I'll I'll get a few few less hours if it's necessary, but I can't imagine, like, pulling an all-nighter at this point in my life. Same. So, the eight-hour sleepers saw virtually no change to their cognitive performance throughout the two-week study, which totally makes sense because, as we've established before, eight hours is about how much us humans get each night. But after just 10 days, people who slept six hours each night were as cognitively impaired as those suffering from a night of total sleep deprivation. Wow. And the, Yeah, right? 
And the group that got four hours, it took them just three days to get to that level. And by 10 days in, they were as impaired as if they missed two full nights of sleep. That scares me because I get six hours of sleep very often. Same. Yeah, this is encouraging me to like actually prioritize getting a full eight hours. Yes, to change my ways. Yeah. <laughs> so Valenki conducted a very similar study using seven, five, and zero hours of sleep. So essentially a similar adjustment just with odd numbers instead of even numbers. And his results were basically identical with Digi's. Even the group that locked seven hours a night were dozing off at a rate three times greater than those sleeping eight hours a night just five days into the experiment. Which is also scary because I think of seven hours a night as a total win in sleeping. Yes, agreed. <laughs> so, okay, I have a question. Can we just like make up those lost hours on the weekends? Like, I feel like I'll like sleep in and like try to fix what I've lost. Yes, that is an excellent question. I had the same thought, and unfortunately, it's not the case. No, <laughs> I know, I know. There aren't any indicators that sleep is something you can bank or catch up on, at least not quickly. After the first parts of their study, Dingies and Blenke then gave the same participants three nights of quote-unquote recovery sleep, where they let the participants get as much Zs as they wanted. Unsurprisingly, most snoozed way more than eight hours. I would do the same. After those three days, they gave the same cognitive tests, and the participants still hadn't returned to their baseline functioning they had at the beginning of the study. It seems likely you would need longer than a weekend to get back to baseline, though no one's quite figured out how long it actually takes. And the reason, according to Matthew Walker, a sleep researcher and professor of neuroscience and psychology at the University of California, Berkeley, is that the brain simply has no capacity to get back all the sleep that it has lost. And when I asked him why we hadn't evolved such an amazing hack, he said the answer is simple. Human beings are the only animal species that deliberately deprive themselves of sleep. Oh my gosh, what? Right? Yes. I mean, what other animal is like, you know what? I'm tired, but I'm just going to stay up and finish this episode of Gilmore Girls. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) But there's a bit of hope. The humble afternoon nap. There's some evidence to suggest people even used to sleep biphasically or in two shifts. They'd pack in six hours a night and then a few hours again in the afternoon. In fact, as I mentioned on our sibling podcast, The Weirdest Thing I Learned This Week, there's evidence that humans might have done this all the way up until the Industrial Revolution. And today, many of us still enjoy a good afternoon nap. So maybe that just means we're not meant to stay awake for 16 hours straight? Maybe. One thing science knows for sure is that the less sleep you get each night, the less cognitively aware you are the next day, the day after, and every day after that. Simple. And for the people that tell you the reason they can only get five hours of sleep is that they simply have too much to do, here's what Walker told me. Quote, I tell them, I'm sorry, but there's an irony in your statement. The reason you are left with so much to do could likely be because you are only getting five hours of sleep and your cognitive functioning is deficient. So it's taking you forever to do everything, end quote. Okay, with that, I'm taking my post-lunch nap. I love that idea. Perhaps I will do the same. Got a question for the editors of Popular Science? Send an email to ask at popsci.com. 
Ask Us Anything is produced by the editors of Popular Science. This episode was written and reported by me, Claire Maldarelli, with additional editing and audio engineering by Jess Bodie. Big thanks to Billy Cadden for writing our theme song and to Katie Belloff for creating our logo. If you like our show, consider rating it on Apple Podcasts and leaving a review. It helps us a lot. For more PopSci audio content, be sure to check out our sibling podcast, The Weirdest Thing I Learned This Week. I'm Claire Maldarelli. Thanks for listening.